Welcome to Beyond the Balance Sheet, the podcast that helps advisors, clinical professionals, and affluent families understand the complexities of issues related to our mental, physical, and emotional well-being. Our co-hosts, Arden O'Connor and Diana Clark, will interview a series of guests on a range of topics, providing informative content and practical tools for professionals and families to consider. Here are your hosts, Arden and Diana. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Balance Sheet podcast. As many of you know who've been listening or watching the podcast over the past few months, we cover some really heavy topics. And today, I'm thrilled to invite Anna Hall to talk about the importance of purpose, defining your how and why. And and just your background, Anna, is so uplifting and exciting. I think it's going to be a really energizing way to start the day. So welcome, Anna. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. For our listeners, Anna is the founder of The Purpose Equation, a company that uses evidence-based framework that guides individuals to discover their unique purpose. She invented the framework for programs and designs workshops that can help people identify purpose, spark joy, and personal growth at any age and in, and, and, and in every moment. I just love that, that it that we can still think about reinventing ourselves and finding purpose later in life. We know that you're a leader in the adult enrichment and senior living areas, and that you've witnessed how purpose builds resilience with people and improved wellness throughout your career with the clients you've served. So thank you so much. And I'm gonna open with a very easy question for you, Anna, given your focus. What okay. does the word purpose mean? Well, <laughs> that's kind of a complicated question. I found throughout my 20 years in senior living that we all talked about purpose, but I think everybody knew it's important, but we all mean something different by it. A lot of people think that purpose is about simply pursuing a goal or a role. And I'm here to say purpose is not a goal or a role. Purpose is something that's innate that gives us a sense of meaning and joy in everyday life. And purpose can be sustained through life's inevitable ups and downs. I love it. Very simple definition. You know, do people have just one purpose that they're designed for in this world? Absolutely not. <laughs> so many people think of purpose as a role they have, like I'm a mother or I'm an executive or I'm going to start a company and achieve this. And what I say is that all of those amazing things you're doing that give you a sense of fulfillment are an output of your purpose. Purpose is really more of a sense of knowing who you are, how you're built, and how you operate across all realms of life. Interesting. So can you break that down a little bit more and talk about the purpose equation and what the components are? Sure. So the purpose equation is a framework that gives people the words that they need to define who they are. We all tell ourselves a story about ourselves and the nature of that story has an enormous impact on our wellness, uh, our ability to be optimistic, our ability to look forward to the future, and our ability to acknowledge and move through fears. Because I don't think fears ever actually go away. It's a matter of moving through them. 
So the main goal of the purpose equation is to help people update, refresh, and tell themselves a true story about who we are based on everything that's right with us. So the components of the purpose equation uh, are different evidence-influenced perspectives that where they intersect defines our purpose. So the purpose equation, the first experience always starts with joy. The research on joy is ongoing. I think it's been a little bit neglected. We often talk about happiness and happiness is wonderful. Joy is deeper, it's stronger. And I believe that joy is really what fuels our purpose and our resilience. So every experience starts with helping people to identify their unique way of accessing and fueling joy in their life. Then we also look at core values, innate strengths based on positive psychology, uh, inborn personality traits using big five, that's at least 40% genetic. Uh, and then we also look at intrinsic motivation. So what excites you in life? What would you do regardless of a paycheck? What do you wake up in the morning excited about? We help people to define and identify that. Uh, and then we also look at how do you move through life? I call it like a purpose system. And I think we all have that. A lot of people think of purpose as helping others, which it is. But with the purpose equation, we go deeper than that. How do you help others? Is it because you're a connector? Is it because your mind finds synergies that other people don't? Is it because you see beauty and excellence in the world and you're able to identify that and bring that forth? There's so many specific ways of helping people and bringing your purpose forth. That's why the purpose equation is so effective for people because we go from the vagueness of meaning and helping others to really understanding and building an internal scaffolding that gives us something to hold on to and activate on a daily basis. So I'm not good at math. I made an equation made of words. <laughs> that would be my choice too, as a former English major. Um, so explain like specifically, how does this purpose equation translate to practical things, work, personal life, financial health? Great question. Well, first of all, the purpose equation, because it is an equation of words, it gives our brain something tangible to hold on to. So the equation itself is a roadmap for living daily life to activate a sense of meaning and joy and confidence and happiness and knowing how you can make a difference in the world. So having the purpose equation, knowing, for example, that my top strength is kindness and that my brain makes synergies from things that don't seem to be connected uh, and that my personality is extroverted and that I'm specifically extroverted and that I love to be the center of attention, <laughs> as an example, then I can take those traits and apply them to specific situations. So if I have a challenging relationship, I can activate my kindness and go into that conversation with a sense of I'm going to bring my kindness to this difficult situation. And it just, it gives our brain and our emotions and our spirit 
a, a way to interact very specifically that will make us feel strong and that will help others. It's really cool to see your purpose making a difference in the world in little ways, through relationships, in big ways, through starting movements and starting companies and uh, raising your family. So Anna, thanks for that explanation. I think it's helpful to hear more specific application of the purpose equation. I know many of us learn through stories. Is there a story you can share about a client who went through this process and what the outcomes were? I'd like to share two stories, but I'll keep them quick. So one is of a young woman who, after a year of marriage, her husband was diagnosed with cancer and he passed away soon after. And when I met her, she was in a state of deep grief and unable to access her joy or that she felt that she was. So in, I don't want to say in parallel because there's interaction there, but as she was in therapy, she was also discovering her purpose equation. And she found that the purpose equation helped her to raise her head, I would say, and begin to see forward again, begin to look forward to life, to look forward to the next day, and to see a forward trajectory for her life as she was moving through grief. And she said that that combination of therapy, allowing herself to grieve, and exploring everything that was right with her that she could apply in this new realm of life really helped her. The other story I'll share is of a gentleman named James, a very success, successful executive who retired about five years ago. And he found himself really wondering, what is my purpose now that I don't have this executive role? I don't have these responsibilities. Like, who am I? And how do I spend this next phase of my life? And he worked through through his experience with the purpose equation, understanding that his purpose was not about being executive and that his purpose didn't have to be about doing all of these things in life. He was able to step back and really at 76 years old for the first time, explore who he is at his core. He actually found that his top strength was kindness. And so for the past year, he has been dancing through life, which was his purpose system. He has an incredible sense of humor. His brain also has a tendency to want to do deep, deep thinking and examination and analysis of things. So he allowed himself to move through life, analyzing and having deep conversations and activating his sense of humor and being kind, intentionally kind to everyone that he knew. And the coolest thing happened. About two weeks ago, he sent me an email and he said, help, I think I need to update my purpose. And I said, James, let's talk. And the first point about that is that purpose is not static. So the more we can lean into our purpose and allow, allow as a keyword, allow ourselves to really be who we are, the more we can expand and grow in alignment with our natural purpose. So he reached out to me and said, you know, I've been being kind. I've been dancing through life. I've been having fun. I've made new friends that love to do what I love to do. And I don't hold back. I'm fully myself with them. But is this it? 
And so we talked a little bit more and I asked him some questions and he said, you know, I think I need to update my equation. I need to add the word authentic, being authentic to my equation. And I said, James, that's right. A year ago, you were moving through fears and releasing a lot of shoulds. I should do this. I should do that. I should have a job. I should have something specific that I'm doing to save the world. And what he realized is that by fully being himself, he is expanding and he is making a difference in the world. And now he's going to add authenticity to his equation. And it's given him a whole new level of excitement. And he said, you know, for the first time in my life, I feel free. I feel a sense of freedom. And I feel like my possibilities are unlimited now. So those are two wow, stories. Those are a lot more. <laughs> Very powerful examples of just the breadth of the ways you can apply this purpose equation. So one of the questions I have is, is there a natural time where you think that people redefine their purpose? It sounds like for James, it was upon retirement and going into this next phase. Are there other markers like that, that people tend to look at their life and say, I better find what my purpose is? I think that purpose rises to the top of our mind when we're experiencing what I call milestone life transitions. So some examples of those milestones in life are going to college or graduating from high school and thinking, okay, what's next? What am I going to do? What do I want my life to look like? Graduating from college and starting a career. How do I want to live my life? How do I want to show up at work? The question at that stage in life is not, what do I want to be? That's usually the question that parents teach us to ask. The real question is, who do I want to be? And when I know who I am, I can apply that to all realms of life. I've worked with a lot of executives who are making midlife career changes because they've climbed the corporate ladder and they thought that that success and that title would bring them happiness. And then they realize, you know, I feel that I'm successful, but I don't feel fulfilled. And I want to spend the rest of my life doing something that's meaningful because I realize that that's really what life is about. People who are retiring find that they defining who they are from the inside out really makes a difference. And then I also think that people who are living with mental health challenges can use purpose as something tangible to hold on to something internal when there's internal uh, emotions going on that can feel like we don't have control. And also when the lack of control of external circumstances feels overwhelming to have this inner uh, strength to hold on to can really help as people are facing mental health challenges. And I say that as somebody who has done that. <laughs> Talk to us a little bit more about where you've seen the sense of purpose applied 
to people with mental health challenges. I will say, you know, it's one of the things we talk to parents about all the time that you'll often see someone who is struggling in many areas of the, their lives. They're not achieving the milestones that their family have laid out for them around college or graduate school or careers. Um, and even with that, they're, you know, they're struggling to maybe even do basic things, get up and get out of bed every day, attend therapy appointments. And we talk a lot about the importance of purpose that nobody is going to over the long term feel like their life is fulfilling if their major function in life is to see a psychiatrist be on meds and, and see a therapist not to say those aren't important components but it's not enough over the long term so i'm curious on your view and this linkage between mental wellness and a sense of purpose well all the all the research shows that first of all knowing your purpose having a sense of specifically what is my why can help to improve mental health. It can help to increase happiness. It can help to increase resilience. It can help us recover from illness and it can help us make healthier choices. Because really when you look at life, it's a series of choices. And so being able to hold on to purpose in each of those moments, like I don't feel like I can get out of bed this morning. Uh, I, I don't feel like I'm good enough or I feel so sad that it's overwhelming, being able to look into oneself and grab onto a piece of purpose and say, you know, I'm going to get out of bed this morning because I know that I can share my kindness today. That's something that if it's part of your purpose, it doesn't take a lot of effort. It's something that's natural and it's something beautiful within yourself. So, so many times when, when we're in the midst of struggling with our mental health, we tend to get on that negative talk track and think about everything that's wrong with ourselves and everything that's wrong with our life. And purpose is by definition, everything that's right with us. And so yeah. knowing our why and that we have specific, uh, you know, strengths and personality traits that we can hold on to in the midst of everything else feeling very gray can really help. And also, I struggled in my early 20s feeling that I wasn't successful because, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do for a career. I didn't have a label to put on myself as I'm a successful ex. But if I had, if I had known that I love thinking and that I believe we all have love inside of ourselves and that's one of my core values, that would have really helped me in my own struggles to know that I had worth beyond anything that I'm doing. Really for me at its core, purpose is who we are as a being and that is innately valuable, worthy and enough. I love that. I'm going to ask a more provocative question because of the way you know you framed in the beginning which i thought was very helpful like knowing your why when you get up and sharing kindness you know but the cynical viewers which we have some of may say that is you know the question may be is purpose reserved for those of large financial means because when you talk about the why today is to spirit kindness, like how does that tie into more practical necessities of having to work and having to support yourself? So I'm curious how you think about the tie-in between wealth and purpose. And, you know, is it something that only people of a certain 
demographic status can achieve? Is it something that all of us need to be looking out for? And how does it tie into the, the practical realities of living every day and, and providing for your household? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great question. The first thing is that purpose is not an achievement. Uh, I think that some mm -hmm. people are lucky, some people are born with privilege, some people are born with more access to an array of possibilities than others. That's just a fact. Uh, and But purpose is inside all of us. And so regardless of circumstances, external circumstances, wealth, um, availability of possibilities in life, knowing our purpose is our reason to rise and it helps us to put one foot in front of the other every single day and it does help us to achieve roles or goals and stay focused on those things when life is really hard does that answer the question i think it does i mean to me it sounds like it's it goes beyond and correct me if i'm misinterpreting it but to mm -hmm. me it sounds like the way you're defining purpose goes beyond what I would say most people define it as, which is you're some type of vocation or academic pursuit. I think when we hear families, and even when we give advice to families about finding a sense of purpose, it's, I, you know, my son loves animals, so he's excited to get up and go volunteer at the animal shelter. Whereas you're mm -hmm. talking more about who we are at our core and reframing anything we do, it's not connected to what academic pursuit or what job you have, it's more connected to who, you, what your values are and how you live those out every day. Is that, is that the right interpretation? Arden, that's exactly what it is. And I hope that the, if, if there's any takeaway from our conversation, it's exactly what you just said. Purpose is not something that you do. What you do is an output of who you are and what your why is. So yes, volunteering, engaging in things that give, that help us, activate our sense of purpose are it's everything in life but for that young man who wants to volunteer at the animal shelter i would say what is it about volunteering at the animal shelter that is connected to his purpose mm -hmm. is it that he uh likes to problem solve so he is engaged with these animals because he wants to figure out what is causing their behaviors is it that he's very loving and he likes to help people who, um, you know, have, or animals that haven't had, maybe it's an animal shelter and those animals haven't had a fair chance at life. Is it that he goes to the animal shelter because he loves to make connections with people? So when I talk about purpose, it's what's your why? And then the how can apply in many different ways. So I'm begging us all and parents, take it deeper than looking at what your child is doing. Look at what is the why in what they're doing? And then you can take that and apply it to all realms of life. If this young man loves animals uh, because he likes to help the underserved, for example, that can apply to so many realms of life, to relationships, to career, to learning, to exploration, to helping him be curious to helping him look forward to the next day because he knows something specific that he can apply his purpose to. I love that framework because I think about it even in small ways. I always said that I was a very kind person until I got behind the wheel of a car or before I got on a call with an automated teller from my bank. And I have often thought, 
if you pride yourself in being kind to others as one of your values, even those small moments give you opportunities to practice that purpose or those values, um, even when you're most challenged. So I, I like the universality of the, the application. So another question, and you touched on this a bit, Anna, is how do families, how do parents talk to their kids about purpose? Is it all rooted in what the family values are? How do they help them define it on their own? Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing that I wish for all parents is to be curious about your child and to ask more questions than you do, like telling them what they should do and focus on helping your child discover who they are, not what they're going to do. So, you know, if, if a child loves sports, find out what is it that you love about sports and then use that internal motivation, that intrinsic motivation. Your child is playing sports because he or she loves the game. What is it that your child loves about that? Is it being on a team? Is it being a leader? Is it, uh, is it the challenge of improving skills every day? Like there's so, there's so much packed into that. I think it's a parent's job to help unpack the whys within the activities that your children really love. And then try to remove should from your vocabulary. There's really no such thing as should. You either want to do something, you have to do something, or you just don't really want to do it at all. And then ask yourself, is this true? Is this necessary? And, and so the more we as parents build a life for our children on shoulds, the further away we take them from who they are naturally. And I think that that can cause a lot of confusion and um, separation from who that child is innately. And, you know, at the end of the day in life, the child and humans need to belong to themselves first and accept and name who they truly are rather than being stuck in fears of disappointing or making mistakes or thinking that they should do something. I love getting rid of the shoulds. I've, tr I've tried to practice that in my own life personally and professionally. It's very I difficult. Too, every day. <laughs> um, so I have two last questions. One is, you know, one of the things we do hear from families and parents particularly is, my child, and this could be with a 12-year-old child, it could be with a 38-year-old child, um, mm -hmm. can't define what they enjoy. They cannot identify one thing, forget what they're competent at, but one thing that they're excited by. What do you do in circumstances like that if somebody really has a hard time determining what brings them joy? So first I wanna say that when one is struggling with mental illness, it can be really hard to feel excited about anything. So in that circumstance, I would do a look back at, you know, years before and think again, what was the person doing? And then look at the why, what is it that that act about that activity or that group of friends that the, that that individual liked. And then, don't take the activity at surface level, but look at what was it that brought joy and excitement about that activity. And then I think for, for someone 
who is thinking right now, what am I excited about? I, <laughs> I ask questions that seemingly have nothing to do with that. Because if you ask the direct question, what excites you? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to answer that. So I ask things like, okay, if you could take a ride in a limousine or a spaceship, which one would you choose? And the person, it allows the brain to kind of get out of this headlock almost <laughs> and explore and expand the possibilities. So I, you know, people will say, well, I would choose a spaceship because I love the risk of it. And I would want to learn how to pilot that spaceship. Some people say I'd want to orbit earth and gain the perspective of looking back at earth and kind of trying to see where I am within our planet. And other people say, you know, I'm going on a three month journey and I want to try to get to Mars and this is who I'm going to bring with me. So sometimes just allowing creativity and removing these parameters of daily life can really help us access our joy and our excitement. So I really deeply encourage creativity and fun and laughter to help people find really who they are. I love that. So my last question is, Anna, what is your purpose? My purpose is to help other people find their purpose. Uh, I've spent my career learning about purpose from older adults, people in their 80s and 90s. And at that stage in life, if you don't have a sense of purpose, you're not going to have quality of life for those final years. And you might even not live as long as possible. Uh, for youth, learning how to be authentic and be yourself and bring the best of yourself to yourself through your own story and to others is the meaning of life. So I really think that purpose is what can help us as humankind make better choices collectively and as individuals. Purpose gives us that reason to rise, to keep going every day, and to make better choices. So my purpose, I really focus on love because I think love is a universal energy that connects all of us. And so I'm able to find a way to love just about everyone. And one question you didn't ask, but I want to address is people will say, well, what about when people do bad things? Like, does a bank robber have purpose? And, and I'll say everyone has purpose. It's something that I know for sure. When people do bad things, I believe it's because they are out of touch with their purpose or they are overcome by fears uh, and anxiety or trauma and I just encourage everyone to dig deep because I promise you that you have purpose inside. And so my purpose until my dying day is to spread this message so that people can know that they have this incredible power within themselves to make a difference in the world. And making a difference in the world, again, it's not a role or a goal it's start, or starting a company. It's being kind to that customer service person who's not answering your questions. <laughs> but <laughs> each of those moments creates our life and our legacy and the footprints that we leave on the sands of time. And so I wish for all humans to be able to access their purpose and bring it to their own life. And when you put on your own oxygen mask first with your purpose, 
then that's what allows you to really share it with others. Anna, thank you so much for being such an authentic, thoughtful guest. And I have to say, kind of given everything that's happened in our world over the last couple of years, I think this conversation is very timely for most people who are looking at mortality and changing economic times and political issues and racial injustice and trying to figure out who they are in this very difficult world we're living in. So I think it's a really important conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, the meaning of life is to give and get meaning every day. That's what it is. I love your phrases. And thank you to all of our guests who listened today or watched us. If you're so inclined, please choose uh, to leave us a positive review on your platform of choice. And we look forward to you joining us on our next episode. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Balance Sheet a podcast designed to help advisors, clinical professionals, and affluent families solve some of their biggest medical, psychiatric, and emotional challenges. Visit beyondthebalancesheet.com to read more about our guests and resources and sign up for our newsletter.